0: he got a job all over the No, he works here, but they do jobs all over the world. All oh yes,
1: yes. Yeah, it's I guess they
0: they have trees like brought in from Europe to do special special floor Hi hey, Marcy, this is
1: this is my, my wife Marcy. He just—he went to New York a couple months ago. He than or
0: so skyscrapers. This guy's penthouse and he owns the whole building and he owns the two skyscrapers next to it. But they do really—it's all custom. They make their own bricks. They—they they do everything by hand. And it's um—it's
1: it, really expensive. I'm sure I could afford like maybe this much of it in my He's—he's
0: he's enjoyed it.
1: He's 20, and that's—that's uh, that's what he does. Is, he likes it. <sighs> <sighs> and he's looking at probably trees.
2: Good morning. Let's go over a few announcements if we can. Uh, Number one and number two, uh, we know that pretty much by heart now. Uh, Days of praise and acts and facts are in the foyer on the table right as we exit out. Uh, Camp starts today. Who's, Who's going to camp? All right we got good representation. All right. Now, who can tell me where the archery equipment's been hidden? Anybody? <laughs> I guess we'll get a posse out there, and, and uh, we'll look after service. Uh, this week's Wednesday evening service will be at Camp Layel at 6 p.m. So... Uh, endeavor to be there. They put on a a pretty good service every year there. Communion service resumes today after our regular service, so there'll be a a, a 15-minute break and then uh, you come back in when you hear the music. Our next communion dinner will be held on August 1st after the morning service, and I will have you all know that I have went out and purchased 10 racks of ribs, and we're contemplating buying some chicken uh, to supplement that. And if all of you would uh, put on a sign-up sheet that we're, we're going to post, it'll be out there uh, hopefully by this evening. Uh, put out what you're going to bring so that we, that we don't get uh, 20 dishes of guacamole. Uh, Jared said that'd be fine with him, but there's there's some that uh, uh, probably don't appreciate it. Uh, one item of business that we need to bring to the congregation this morning, uh, we've been noticing some uh, flooding in the basement into the furnace room which encroaches out into the, uh, the great room down there. It's because uh, a couple of years ago we had damaged gutters on the east side of the building and then there's some issues with the gutters that had to be removed on the west uh, when we painted so we subsequently never replaced them now we have leaking in the basement uh, we have to use commercial gutters they're six inches uh, they're not the standard home gutter but they're a larger gutter and, and there's a going to be a cost involved in that so I guess what I'm trying to do is, is get a vote from the church on approving Dale and I acquiring these gutters. Uh, we've, we've got an estimation of uh, between three and $500, so I would like to have all the voting members uh, uh, lend a vote on approving this so that we can get started and get these gutters up to stop the rain uh, from coming in. Uh, do we have any discussion or questions about it before we, we vote? I see no questions, no hands. All right, I'm going to ask all those in favor. Oh. Our brother Jared, motion. Is there a second? Dale seconds. All in favor? Raise your hand. Opposed? Same sign. The ayes have it. Thank you very much. So, we'll go for our scripture for meditation this morning. It's taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 10. And that will be page 1068 in the Pew Bible. Would you please stand with us as we begin our opening service. Brandon, may I ask you to begin with
1: prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just uh, we come before you today. We thank you for this country that we have.
0: We thank you for worship. Lord, we just thank you that you are the kind of God that you are. We love your attributes love your truths. We uh, thank you for this opportunity to worship you freely. Thank you for our family. We just pray for camp that's coming this week, Lord. We just pray for the the campers, the administrators, the counselors. We know this is always a, a trying week in many ways. Lord, we just pray for your blessing over this week, that you keep everybody safe, that you speak to the little ones there, speak to the counselors as well, Lord. Father, be with the rest of us as we go about our normal
1: weeks. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray.
2: Amen. Amen. Please remain standing.
1: We take your brown head home this morning and turn to number
0: 349. 349. <clears throat>
1: Other one? Please be still. Uh.
0: That's uh. I should think right That's a first. What's that? That would not have two. two.
1: Term. Dan, you have one. Uh, 522. 522 in the, brown. in the brown. Let's try 522 in the brown. I think we have
0: that one. I <laughs> think we have that one.
1: brown, yes? Okay. (laughs) 522 is a brown.
2: Scripture reading for this morning is taken from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verses 2 through 4, and that will be page 318 in your pew Bible. Deuteronomy 29, verses 2 through 4. When you find it, please stand with us. Moses summoned all the Israelites and said to them, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord did in Egypt to Pharaoh, to all his officials, and to all his land. With your own eyes you saw those great trials, those miraculous signs, and great wonders. But to this day the Lord has not given you a mind that understands, or eyes that see. Or ears and hear. Father in heaven, may you add your blessing to this holy and inspired scripture. Amen.
1: You take your Brown and log in and tune to number 493 493 <clears throat>
0: Sunday when we uh, finished the first warning to you, I figured that that was a good way to kind of get started on what we need to be talking about today. That uh, that song, it, it Is Well with My Soul, is so amazing to think about the songwriter that wrote that. He must have... Truly been inspired. And uh, it certainly causes us to ponder what we have waiting for us, doesn't it? Well, as we begin today, let's start with prayer and uh, consider the first warning, a short little overview, and then we'll get on to the second warning. And the third warning, and the fourth warning, and the fifth warning, and the sixth warning last. Let's pray. Father, how we thank you today that in your wisdom you have revealed to your children such a great hope and anticipation. Lord, they've written songs about it. We have the scriptures for verification, and we have the hope of our soul to learn to love you for what you are doing and what you have already accomplished in our name, in your name. We think about the fact, Lord, that uh, you are going to make us a holy people so that we can live with you in glory. Thank you, Lord, for such love. Now we pray, Father, thy blessing on this day and your word. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Uh, Can you hear me okay? All right, well, we'll do our best to try to keep our voice up today. In Deuteronomy 29, verses 2 through 4, which we read this morning you get the idea that Jehovah wanted Israel to hear what he was saying and yet for almost everyone that was in the wilderness journey they did not hear and they did not hear or heed the Lord's message and I think today, as we go on to the second warning that was given by, by God, we need to think in terms of the fact that these things were not uh, hidden, but they were open and uh, they're there for our reminder so that we can live as we need to live for Christ. And the uh, second warning is given by God. We find Ezekiel 12, verses 1 and 2, where it declares, uh, is my reader? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Now the word of the
2: Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see but does not see. And ears to hear, but does not hear, for they are a rebellious house.
0: Yeah. Certainly, it's not God's problem, it's ours. Isn't that true? If we're not getting it, if we're not understanding it, if we're not seeing it, if we're not hearing it, if we're not obeying it, it's our problem, not his. Because he has declared to us that that's what we need to be doing Okay, Ezekiel 44 4 through 9
2: and all its laws. Mark well who may enter the house and all who go out from the sanctuary. Now say to the rebellious, to the house of Israel, Thus says Jehovah God, O house of Israel, let us, who are the triune God, have no more of all your abominations. When you brought in foreigners uncircumcised in heart and uncircumcised in flesh, to be in my sanctuary to defile it, my house. And when you offered my food, the fat and the blood, then they broke my covenant because of all your abominations. And you have not kept charge of my holy things, but you have set others to keep charge of my sanctuary for you. Thus says Jehovah God, no foreigner, uncircumcised in heart, or uncircumcised in flesh, meaning those who are impure, shall enter my sanctuary, including any foreigner who is among the children of Israel.
0: That's really an amazing statement when you stop and think about it. Israel was uh, superseding God's law to them, and doing it their way rather than God's way. And we see this in several places in the Old Testament. One of them was when Uzzah reached up to steady the ark that was on a cart. Well, it should never have been on a cart because God had told his uh, Levitical priests that they were to carry it on their shoulders. And they didn't do that. And because of it, it was a long time before the ark was in Jerusalem, and the ark was uh, cared for by the right, uh, those who were responsible. And uh, we need to see that the things of God in this church and in all other churches need to be carefully dealt with, that we don't. Take for granted what God is saying. No one who is uncircumcised of flesh or heart should partake in the uh, keeping of the ceremonies of God. And none of them that do not belong uh, as children of God to the things of God, uh, that's not their duty or their responsibility. Guess whose it is? It's ours. That's, you know, you can hire somebody to do something, but you can't hire them to be obedient to God. And that's the the point. First, note that Ezekiel was given a vision of a future date when the children of God would forsake the foreign idols of Balaam and Molech. For the day would come when God would cause them to strip away their false worship, which was ignorantly mixed with the holy worship of Jehovah. I don't know if you knew that or not, but there is a place in time where that Israel was going up to the shrines and up to the uh, places of worship that had been established by those Uh, various countries that lived around them. And they mixed the the worship of Jehovah with the worship of Baal and Molech and several other gods uh, of that day. We find that uh, by forsaking any and all false worship, this would cause them to cling to the word of God As Jehovah had initially commanded. This was the same truth Jehovah had commanded of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob before. Genesis uh, uh, 35 and verse 2 says Put away the foreign gods that are among you, purify yourselves, and change your garments. In other words, take off the old dirty garments and put on clean ones. (laughs) Isn't it something? I wonder if you think about that when you put clothes on to come to church. Do you realize that you have a responsibility to come to God's house clean? Not just clean in an outward sense, but clean in an inward sense as well. And so this is God's purpose for us. He wants us to think about what a holy and glorious thing it is to worship him. You remember that uh, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had all been tested in this way uh, before and that they were to uh, keep themselves pure in the eyes of God, and put away the foreign gods that were among them, and to purify themselves and change your garments. three things. Second, note that we that uh, we uh, see that God has identified, The problem as one of no spiritual understanding of God's will, of God's word, and God's purpose. For Jehovah's children thought they had no need of being redeemed. They figured because they were Jews that already God had blessed them with eternal life. Jewish heritage, or the practice of Hebrew faith, was sufficient for their salvation, when indeed it wasn't. Their wrong thinking only made them religious. It did not make them saved. And I wonder if you're clinging to that same kind of false truth, that today as we begin to study the coming of the Lord and think about what you told your people about hearing God's word that you will think about your own situation third note that God plans to do for them after what God plans to do for them after they return to the promised land from the Babylonian captivity Ezekiel 11:18 through 21 and they go there, which
2: is back to the promised land And they will take away all its detestable things, so the idolatry of the past is completely rooted out, and all its abominations from there. Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes, and keep my judgments, and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God."
0: Note that God uh, proclaims ownership of those who are His, and uh, that when they live right, and when they worship right, uh, It certainly gives emphasis to the fact that God expects us to have a different way of life and a different way of worship than what the world does. Beloved, this is the prophetic promise of the new covenant in Christ Jesus our Lord, that we have been given by Jehovah the same as Old Testament saints of God. However, note especially that what makes the new covenant different from the old covenant is the fact that God places his Holy Spirit within the saints of God. Not in order for them to be saved, but specifically so they can spiritually see and hear and have a heart of understanding toward the word of God. And therefore know how to do the things of God. Now, the Old Testament law could not teach the things of God without his personal, internal, spiritual kind of witness. Moses used the picture symbol and type of Messiah as it was found in the Old Covenant law but when Christ came to earth in the form of human flesh, those things that were shadows of Messiah were no longer needed. As you can see from this text, the same mistake was made by the people of God time and time again. They refused to heed the warnings and that uh, unless they lived righteously before God, he would punish them for their sin. Jesus told the apostles and his disciples that when the redeemed people of God were gathered in his name, that he was spiritually present with them. And you can find a reference to that in Matthew 18 and verse 20, where he specifically states there that... uh, uh, Wherever his children are gathered, even as few as two or three, that he is there in their midst. Boy, think about that. that. That is such an amazing verse of comfort to us, is it not? Isn't it wonderful to know that when we gather in the name of Christ, that he is here with us? That his spirit is working in us and helping us here? in helping us see and helping us to understand God's word? I think it is. The spiritual presence was like that of Shekinah glory that filled the tabernacle of witness and Solomon's temple. But when sin became prevalent among the so-called people of God, Jehovah withdrew his holy presence, and they began to practice and worship an empty and false religion of their own imagination and that time did come and when we see jesus come on the scene in the new testament uh sent by god that is one of the things that we find that the pharisees had made up all these special uh, laws and and edicts that they were to follow and uh, it wasn't in the word of God at all. That they were behaving in certain ways and they had their, their special days and their special times. And it wasn't of God at all. He told them the things that he wanted them to do and they didn't want to do that. We've been told the things that God wants us to do, but we don't want to do it either. We want to do it our way. We want to do our will our way. And it is a, a condemnation unto us that we think in those terms. Though Christ, through Christ Jesus we have his indwelling spirit. In Romans 8, 1 through 4, we read,
2: There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit.
0: Again, I would ask you, take a long look in the mirror and see if you're walking according to the Spirit or if you're walking according to the flesh. We still have many Christians today who are wondering what the will of God is. His book is filled with it. If we would just learn to read and to heed what is there, we would all do much better as far as serving Christ. Um, I lost my spot. Okay, we're at the third warning as given by God. Daniel 9, uh, chapter 9, verses 10 through 15.
2: We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants and prophets. Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us, because we have sinned against him. And he has confirmed his words which he spoke against us, and against our judges who judged us, by bringing upon us a great disaster. For under the whole heaven such has never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this disaster has come upon us, yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. Therefore, the Lord has kept the disaster in mind, the one by which he promised to punish his wayward people, and brought it upon us, for Jehovah our God is righteous in all the works which he does. But we have not obeyed his voice. And now, Jehovah, our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name as it is this day, we have sinned. We have done wickedly.
0: Hmm. We have done wickedly. In what way? by not heeding what God has said. Beloved, Daniel's prophecy and his diligent effort to seek a spiritual answer from Jehovah God are amazing to contemplate. Daniel was reading in the writings of Moses and Jeremiah. Or you might say that he was searching the law and the prophets for a spiritual answer. He was searching for an answer from the written word of God. So what does Daniel find? Daniel finds that Jehovah warned the people of God not to forget his promised warnings to them. To heed his word as he specifically commanded and promised that certain judgments would come upon them for following foreign gods, practicing false religion and worshiping false gods. Yet even though they were warned, they did not hear and heed what God had said. Please note the prayer of Daniel for, this, for his countrymen. And what he says about their past sins in Daniel nine thirteen. You got it? It's on page seven near the top of the page. I got it as it is written in the law of Moses all this disaster has come upon us yet we have not made our prayer before Jehovah our God that we might turn from our iniquity and understand your truth. Herein is the heart of the matter revealed to those who have ears to hear eyes to see and a heart, and a heart to, uh, a heart to uh, perceive his his word. Make the heart of this people dull, uh, and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and come spiritually healed and become. Excuse me, spiritually healed. Clearly, you can see that this passage is declaring the same message as the other passages that we have looked at. Now, in order to give a right context to this statement by Isaiah, we need to look at the New Testament where the Lord Jesus Christ gives us a spiritual commentary on this text and makes the message of Israel's sin plain to our eyes uh, of understanding. Okay, the fifth warning then is given, the fifth warning as given by Christ Jesus, the Messiah. Matthew thirteen ten through 17.
2: And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given for whoever has which that spiritual knowledge and understanding to him more will be given and he will have abundance but whoever does not have this spiritual knowledge and understanding even what he has will be taken away from him therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes are They have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should spiritually heal them. Hmm. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear which you hear, and did not hear it.
0: This passage shows us the great mystery of redemption that the Old Testament saints and prophets did not understand, even though they diligently tried to do so. The hope of a future Messiah was not just to liberate them from Uh, governmental tyranny but to lead them spiritually into all divine truth John uh, from I'm sorry that's John uh, 425
2: the woman said to him I know that Messiah is coming who is also called the Christ when he comes he will tell us all things Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he.
0: This is actually a profound uh, passage of scripture for all of us to be aware of. The reason for that is that she's not a Jew. She's a half-breed. She lives down the road from uh, uh, Jerusalem. And uh, the, the Jews would not have anything to do with the people of, um, what are they called, Pastor? Samaritans, Samaritans thank you. Uh, we normally think of the Samaritans as uh, someone who was a, a, a religious man but did good to others. But she says something that you will not find one Jew speak of at all. And yet it is profound. This woman said, When he comes, he will tell us all things. The Jews didn't believe that, they thought they knew everything, they weren't willing to listen to anything. But here's a woman who knew that Messiah would tell her all things. It's too bad the Jews didn't believe a little bit of her uh, understanding of God's word. The key to understanding God's word and will is found by comparing scripture with scripture. Beloved, we have looked at five individual places where this truth about God judging those who refuse to follow his word precisely thus meaning to follow it to the letter, the instruction and command that Jehovah God had given to his people, and now we are given a text where Jesus Christ our Lord makes specific application to those believers who call Messiah Lord or Jehovah. But reveled, against uh, his absolute instruction and commands, rebelled, sorry, not rebelled. Uh, In Matthew uh, 13, verse 11, we read, because it has been given to you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, But to all of them who do not hear, see, or or understand, it it has not been given. Please note the following scriptural truths that are implied by these statements of Christ Jesus our Lord. Number one, note that God does not reveal his spiritual knowledge to everyone who says they are his people his saints or his children. Obviously, it is because they are not and they never were or will be his chosen people. And you can see that as a reference in John 17, 12. Two, note that God identifies those who are true believers as having ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to understand, to know God Personally and intimately through his word, by the power and instruction of the indwelling Holy Spirit, the transforming Spirit of Jesus Christ. Three, note that these special uh, spiritual abilities are given by the grace and power of God to those whom the mysteries of the kingdom of God are revealed, and to no others. See John. Uh, 6 and verse 44. 4. Note that this is not something that is taught by man to men, but discerned through the word of God for the purpose of working, serving, and worshiping God aright, as him being Jehovah, our Redeemer and Savior. 5. Note that Jehovah God will eternally judge those who do not worship him aright in believing faith properly or acceptably as he has commanded. Note that even in the midst of religious activity and with a declared desire to worship Jehovah God, these unbelieving rebels are devoid of these spiritual truths and god wills uh, god's will and word still remain unknown to those who have not been given the ability to see and hear and understand his revealed will in that only by god's grace and mercy we can know him note that uh, note that the truth of god can only be discovered seventh obeyed and followed by seeking the answer for believing faith and practice of his of the Word of God only Jehovah God can uh, has this eternal truth it cannot be found in creeds traditions religious uh, practices or nor can it be found in the denominational orthodoxy of religious institutions. Spiritual truth is not made by man, but it is revealed or made known to us through the word of God. And a reference for that would be John 17, 17. Now, the uh, sixth warning as given by God. John twelve thirty seven through 41
2: But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe him. That the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled which he spoke, Jehovah, who has believed, I'll report. And to whom has the arm of Jehovah been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because Isaiah said again, He, who is Jehovah, has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his, who was Christ's glory, and spoke of him. Note
0: that the last verse in this passage John 12, 41, these things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. John is declaring to us that Isaiah saw Jesus Christ our Lord as the Almighty Sovereign God or Jehovah sitting on his throne, flowing out uh, in heaven, uh, heaven's glory, and Isaiah saw His transcendent, holy, radiant glory as a bride's train flowing out from behind him. The message of John to the believers of that day answers, or rather assumes, that they would understand the context of Isaiah's passage and know that the original quote also spoke of having spiritual ears to hear. Which fact is obvious to this text. That the Jews of Jesus' day did not hear him. In fact, they could not hear him. The words of Christ uh, hear him, uh, hear the words of Christ. Nor were they able to hear the spiritual message of the gospel of grace we can be assured that this very fact, of this very fact, that so many uh, false disciples who confessed that he was indeed the Messiah of God, even as the scriptures declared of them that they went back and walked with him no more. You remember when they were disappointed with Christ because he wasn't speaking to them the way that they wanted him to? Found in, by the way, John 6:66. 6, I don't know if that's just a cosmic error or if that really is maybe the 666 that the scriptures speak of as far as the end times are concerned. Those who would refuse to heed Christ's words and follow them. This they did when the Lord's message became too difficult or hard for them to understand. In John 12, verses 48 through 50.
2: He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, But the Father who sent me gave me a command. What I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak is just as a father has told me. So I speak.
0: So I speak. By way of closure this morning... In closing, let me read to you a sobering thought as given to the saints by the Apostle Peter. 1 Peter four seventeen through 19.
2: For the same time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator.
0: Please please ponder these words with respect to uh, you serving God in these last days when the hard times come upon the saints in these last days note carefully if you will please what our lord jesus says or said to the seven churches of revelation revelation 229
2: he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches
0: Jesus was called to this earth for those who have spiritual ears to hear what he commands of his called out ones who are serving in the local assembly. Amen. Beloved, it is high time that we start doing the will of God once again. Not talking about it, but doing it. There seems to be a progression in the history of our faith. We started out as Christians following the truth of God, but we have become more traditionalist over time, and all that such uh, a term implies. For now, Christianity has become nothing more than a secular religion with its only criteria uh, for gathering in the name of Jesus Christ being, uh, that of, uh, being, that of being that of being like everybody else around us, the practicing uh, and practicing the same way, all of which is precisely uh, uh, all of which is practiced. Sorry, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, there are pockets of truth that still prevail. But for the most part, even the meaning of Christ's words are lost in man's translation of Scripture. And, our, uh, and the true intent of God's word has been ad- abandoned, lost, and misunderstood, buried in spiritual jargon of so-called doctrinal truth. I would invite you to look at a passage that is uh, Matthew 7:29, and read about how that uh, uh, Matthew's statement there about Christ being so special that the uh, uh, ones who heard him speak uh, could not believe him could not believe his authority his ability his power to speak. And uh, it's interesting because in the uh, King James translation, they didn't translate the last two words of that passage. Because what it really says is that they were nothing more than, guess what? They were nothing more than just uh Human speech and and uh, the actual word there that is not translated talks about the fact that they are they are um, boy I can't think at all of them today uh, anyhow they're they're like a um, not a babbling tongue but uh, a uh, a false word. Only it's much stronger than that. We'll let it go. Satan has deceived us again and said God does not really mean what he says, what he says, talks about. Divorce, faithfulness, church attendance, righteous living, uh, truthful conduct, holy behavior and godly living, etc., etc., People today are doing these things, and they think that it's just part of Christianity, and it's not. All right, we have another passage, Luke six forty-six through 49.
2: But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the bedrock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great.
0: What or who is the foundation of your faith? This is the key thought today. Which of these two builders best describe your life in Jesus Christ, God's Holy Son? Are you the true saint that hears Christ and does his will? Or are you the pretend Christian that hears and does nothing? Or just practices a bare minimum? Or perhaps even less than that? Are you spiritually awake? Acts chapter 28 verses 25 through 28.
2: So when they did not agree amongst themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go to this people and say, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn, so that I should heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great dispute amongst themselves.
0: Dear Christian friend, I say to you today, awake to righteousness. We have been warned by God to hear and heed what his word declares. God wants to raise up a holy people unto himself. And we need to be in line for that to take place. We need to be willing to stand And be willing to be counted. And be willing to serve God in that respect. You read what he says to the seven churches of Revelation. And you hear that it says, hear and heed. And each time that one of those seven churches is mentioned in the book of Revelation... He talks in this, uh, I guess you could call it proverbial message, where that he says that we are to hear. And, or that he says we are to uh, perceive what his word is declaring. And the reason for that is he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches he will overcome. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. And I'm I I'm trying to encourage you today to think of these things as being uh, today. Not fifty years from now, not even ten years from now. But to have a sense in which you Look at yourself and the other Christians that are in our congregation and realize that we don't want to go like the rest of the churches have gone. We don't want to practice their faith or their traditions. We want to get back to what the book is talking about, that we live holy lives that are pleasing unto the Lord. So may I encourage your heart with that thought today. And uh, I pray that this has been uh, uh, somewhat of a blessing to your soul. Now, I don't know what's going on now. Uh, Jared, are you coming up for, uh, are we just going to close the service now and then have the Lord's table or what? We have one more song. Okay, so we'll sing a song. All right.